2: I think I'm contractually obligated to say Derrick Henry still running from Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, He was awesome. It was vintage uh, Derrick Henry, as you heard in the uh, the highlight there on CBS. Uh, Not just running the ball really well, but uh, throwing a touchdown also. Also, I bet the Bengals. It was bad. Yeah, me too, buddy. Wait, you're saying
0: they're not going to make the playoffs? Is that what you're saying? Um, How
2: about... How about Baldy last hour on the show. I was like, "Yeah, do you think the Bengals have hit rock bottom yet?" He's like, "Well, they just grabbed their shovels." So, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, so, I just those are the best Baldy answers when it's like, uh, "Yeah, do you, do you, do you think it's that?" No, I don't. I just, <laughs> or like, just keeps like, going. Or
2: like he he makes me laugh, like because he's just funny. Like not, he's not trying to be funny. He's in he, it in a really good way. Where Ken's like, "Uh, the Bills and the Jaguars. Do you think Buffalo can cover the five and a half?" I can. <laughs> then, he goes, <laughs> and then he goes into That's the answer. Like, here's like this really detailed foot, football analysis. Yeah. Is why Buffalo can yes. cover. The yes, yes, I do. But, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I I believe they will. Uh, Lochmas is coming up in 20 minutes. We'll continue to sweat the Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, Twins and the Jays. Uh, 0-0 right now, or or scoreless, as some would say, in the top of the third, and the Rangers a couple um, outs away from eliminating the Tampa Bay Rays from the postseason. All our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now to talk the Titans and the Colts in a huge, high-leverage game in the AFC South, and maybe, as Ken said a couple days ago on the show, like in the AFC playoff picture also. So joining us to talk the Titans and the Colts and everything else going on week five in the National Football League, one of our favorite guests here on the show, and a must-follow on Twitter if you like NFL content, which of course you do, I don't know why you'd be like consuming the show if you didn't, at EricEager underscore on Twitter, our friend Eric Eager of Sumer Sports, co-host of the Sumer Sports football show featuring former Falcons general manager Thomas Dmitroff, a Tim Scanlon client. Eric, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week five.
1: Happy week five. I, I know it's not the quarter poll anymore, but it feels monumental. It, it, it
0: certainly feels important. We brought up Titans Colts, Eric. Maybe you were probably listening to that intro being like, really? Like Titans Colts? That's what we're going to start with. And So maybe I'll, I'll ask you this first question instead. We'll talk about the game in a second. But those two teams among a group of teams, I think that maybe kind of think they have a chance to get into the playoffs. Now, we thought the AFC was going to be the super loaded conference where it would be really, you know, 12 teams for seven spots, 14 teams for seven spots. Now now everyone's kind of bad except for like four teams. And I'm not really even sure who's going to make it. I'm curious, like, let's let's do this. Let's say, you know, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, let's say they all win their divisions, and the AFC South gets one of their teams in. And then let's also say Miami, because Buffalo won the AFC East, Miami's going to be the five. There are two spots open. Nick and I did this exercise earlier in the week. Nick said Chargers, Browns were his six and seven at the end of the year, if he had to guess right now, but a lot of other teams, including a bunch of the AFC South teams, maybe think they have a chance. Who would your six and seven be, Eric? If we have Miami as the five, Chargers and Browns,
1: somebody different, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that that's probably right. Um, holding out hope, of course, for like if you're looking at you know Pittsburgh with Tomlin, I know they just got beat up, uh, but they've started season slow before. Cincinnati still has a a small shot. They're favored this week on the road against the Cardinals. Um, You know, an an underdog would also be the Broncos. They have a a very winnable game this weekend um, and, you know, could get to two and three, which would be tied with some of the AFC South teams after this week. It's wide open, but I I do like Nick's answer of uh, the San Diego Chargers and the Cleveland Browns.
2: I bet you, like, maybe wish they were back in San Diego at this point. Uh, let's, Eric, get your thoughts on the Titans-Colts game, and then we'll move on to the rest of the games coming up on Sunday in the National Football League, maybe Thursday night as well. Um, I think we're kind of still waiting for, like, an Indy injury report from today, but the Colts right now are, like, pick the winner of the game, um, basically, Indy and Tennessee. Total about forty two We've talked about that over a lot this week. Um, Eric, what do you think we see on Sunday with the Colts and the Titans in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah... It's really hard for me to go, you know, to go with a team like Tennessee in back-to-back weeks just because I think that, you know, they're they're kind of transitioned into a team that can be salty in surprise spots but not consistent. Um, You know, Indianapolis to me has the opportunity with the way the quarterback is playing at times to really extend on other teams. And so, you know, I'm going to have a hard time betting against them um, in in a situation like this. So I, I like Indianapolis in that game. Um, only because I, I think that the quarterback just magnifies uh, so much for the, that offense. And Shane Steichen is doing a wonderful job of putting him in a position to win.
0: Eric, when, when push comes to shove at the end of the year, do, do you still think it's going to be Jacksonville to win the AFC South? You know, there, obviously division markets are open everywhere. There are very few divisions remaining where you would literally look at all four teams and be like, well, well, maybe. I mean, like, maybe it's this team. Obviously, Jacksonville's still a favorite, but they're, they're kind of plus price now. They were minus the whole offseason to win the AFC South. Tennessee is like kind of right behind Jacksonville, plus 180. Indianapolis, five to one. Houston kind of in that range, too. So you really have a division, maybe one of the only ones where all four teams kind of feel like they could still win the division. Do you think it's one of these two teams? Is it still just Jacksonville? How would you kind of handicap the AFC South up to this point?
1: Yeah, I think realistically Jacksonville still needs to be a pretty heavy favorite just because they have the best quarterback and the most uh, proven quarterback and head coach combination. Um, But they don't have a great defense. I know Desmond Ritter is like the slump buster uh, of all slump busters for defenses, and we saw that on display uh, while, you know, uh, everybody else was at church Sunday morning. So that was, was, uh, you know, interesting to see. But their defense isn't good. Um, Offensive line, now they get Cam Robinson back, you know, thankfully from the gambling suspension early. Um, So I think they should be favored. But, look, I mean, if if C.J. Stroud continues to play this way, uh, Houston has a shot, especially as they get healthier along the offensive line and healthier um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, And at wide receiver, they continue to see guys like Nico Collins and Tank Dell grow. Um, That's a realistic opportunity. I think the Colts, as long as Richardson stays healthy – uh, is a realistic opportunity. The honest to God truth, I, I just think Tennessee's the only one of that group that doesn't have a great shot of winning that division just because the limitations at quarterback, the limitations defensively, and how bad that offensive line is. You can see Henry having some good games on his own, but not consistently.
2: You better, you better hear a Nick and Ken, Wonderful Football Wednesday, talking week five in the National Football League with Eric Eager of Sumer Sports. Eric on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore uh I loved Eric the way you talked about Desmond Ritter just now, the ultimate like slump buster for an opposing defense. You also mentioned, you know, CJ Stroud and like the weapons that he's got. Like I love Tank Dell, Nico Collins. Like, we'll see if Mechie gets more integrated into the offense as things move along here. Do you think like this is a good spot for the Texans defense on Sunday against Desmond Ritter? Basically, pick the winner of the game on Sunday, Eric. Atlanta hosting the Texans.
1: My, so somebody, Rob Pizzola, who obviously I, I work a little bit with on the hammer. You know, he. I think he said it perfectly. If you just use priors, you'd probably take. You'd probably lay the points with Atlanta because you know you look at the the players that Atlanta has. You know, especially defensive line. You know, cornerback. You know, safety with Jesse Bates, and then on the offensive side of the ball, you have Pitts, you have London, you have Robinson, Ritter you know, has at times at least driven the car fine. Um, but if you look at just, like, actually what's transpired this season, and the, the Houston Texans have to be the play, um, I'm, I'm still on the side of, like, your rookie quarterback, you know, we see regression there, we see pop-up games from them, but it's hard to consistently, uh, you know, do anything other than take big spreads with, with rookie quarterbacks. So uh, I'm, I'm on Atlanta, uh, even though I have to hold my nose with all my strength for it. Um, that that's the side I'm on, just because I'm going to cling to priors a little bit longer uh, than, than sunlight.
0: Erica, Eric, I'm curious, then, if, if you like Atlanta in the game, and part of the handicap is, well, C.J. Stroud might have a tendency to be inconsistent as the season goes along, just because he's a rookie quarterback. I think that's really easy to understand. I am curious then how you feel about the offensive rookie of the year market where we had a really striking move last week with Stroud obviously putting together these really good like 300 yard no turnover games back to back to back where he's become the favorite to win offensive rookie of the year passing B John Robinson they're obviously going to play each other in the same game we also already talked about Anthony Richardson who like if he stays healthy the rest of the year like is he live to win we haven't really talked about Puka Nakua yet like Cooper Cups maybe going to come back it feels like this market offensive rookie there's so much more interesting or just like there's so many more dynamic players. Players than there were last year. We even talked about Devin Achan, too. We could do that. Like, do, do you have a guy that you like in that market, even at price? Is it as simple as Stroud? Do you think it's going to get wide open at the end of the year? What about Offensive Rookie of the Year so far?
1: It's hard for me to fade Devin Achan at this point, just given how efficient he's been. Um, it's not like the MVP market where it's almost always going to be a quarterback. Um, and I think the Dolphins are going to continue to captivate, you know, I think Buffalo is much better, obviously, than than the markets had suggested last week. Um, and they, they did a good job with Miami. But given that, you can probably buy the dip a little bit with HN. Because I think that the Miami Dolphins are, A, going to be in the playoff hunt. Uh, B, they're, you know, a bigger market. So they're going to be on TV and stuff like that. And he is super efficient. And I don't really see any reason why, other than getting injured, um, they would lay off of him at all, given how explosive he's been in the run game and the pass game. Yeah,
2: well, and we'll see about the status of, of Jeff Wilson Jr., like when he's going to come back and make a season debut for Miami. Also, it's worth noting today on Wednesday, Raheem Moster did not practice for the Miami Dolphins. And if he's going to be banged up, that sets up possibly A-chan for a big workload against... The New York football giants. I, I mean, that that might go pretty, well. That, that yeah, might go mean, pretty well for Devon H and coming up on Sunday. Eric, want to make sure we hit the uh the game of the weekend with you. So let's get your thought on the Niners and Cowboys right now. Uh, San Francisco, a three and a half point home favorite on Sunday night football. Total is forty five. Uh, how are you betting this one here? How do you see it playing out with San Fran and Dallas?
1: I I like I like the Cowboys in this one. Um, you know, look ahead line from way back. You know, is closer to a pick 'em. He opens up at four, probably too much. Like Dallas has been, you know, much better defensively. You look at EPA per play, sack rate. Obviously, turnovers and stuff have been good for them. I know that they got beaten up pretty well by the Arizona Cardinals offense, but so did the Niners last week. I mean, that game was a one-score game, well late. You know, late into the second half. Um, Brock Purdy's been terrific. 30 points in every start each, Every time he started or finished a game, uh, except for the game against Dallas in the playoffs last year, and they did a pretty good job defensively. You know, this is a situation I know my, my former colleague, George Chahuri, always used to say, you're, you're getting the, the better quarterback getting points. Um, and and I, it's obviously not that simple, but I think in this game you are truly getting the much better quarterback getting points, and you're fading kind of a – an outlier sort of start for Brock Purdy, who I, I'm a big fan of, but I, you know, let's, let, let's face facts—he's he's still a pretty limited guy who's who's driving a, a really good car right now.
0: Eric, we talked about HN and the Dolphins already, and and what a what a blowout that might be against the Giants when those two teams play. It feels like we have two games this weekend, and look, like I, you know, like I bet underdogs. I can talk myself into like a large point spread with a team. Like I can make a case for things to be close sometimes. These two games with Detroit laying a big number against Carolina, about nine and a half, and the Dolphins laying 11 against the Giants, it's really, really tough for me to like get to the point where I think either dog can be competitive in the game. Do you, do you see it that way, or could you see Carolina keeping it close against Detroit, Giants maybe keeping it under 11 against Miami? You like other dog there, or, or do you kind of just agree with me?
1: Yeah, I, the Giants – you know, the problem is, is, like, the, the Seattle Seahawks don't have a great pass rush, and they still got 10, 11 sacks. You know, Miami, Jalen Phillips has missed time. You know, Bradley Chubb isn't as good as the trade. But I still think they'll get a ton of pressure on the Giants. So, no, I don't think the Giants, you know, should, are a play. Um, and, and, and I like Detroit in the game against Carolina. I think, you know, Bryce Young has just not been a viable quarterback so far. The Detroit Lions are coming off of, of a lot of rest, which I know is baked into the market. Um, But the other part about the Detroit Lions, which I think is important, that team is up for every single game. There's never a a letdown spot for Detroit. Like, even last year when they got knocked out of the playoffs an hour earlier, that point spread went from four and a half in Green Bay to six and a half. Dan Campbell got that team to play. And I think that that's an omen for, like, them not taking teams lightly, them being, you know – Uh, them being always motivated. And and I think that that's a, a prize in the, in the, in the betting market, frankly, because, uh, that's not always something you can assume about every team.
2: And, Campbell gave, and Campbell's had a lot of great quotes since he became head coach of the Lions. I think my favorite is if we don't make it, neither do they in regards to the Packers on Sunday Night Football in Week 18 last year when the Lions knocked Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Uh, Eric, ask you the same question to close every week. Uh, because there are buys this week, there's not as many games for you to choose from. The London game is one of them. If you'd like to go there, we can go elsewhere as well. Out of the games that we have not yet discussed, uh, what stands out as your favorite play on the board from a game that we have not yet talked about this weekend
1: you know minnesota when they were getting six to me i thought was a a solid play minnesota has now gotten a lot of money that thing's four uh now um if i'm looking at anything in that game now it's probably one of the team total overs either the chiefs off of a bad week against the jets uh or even minnesota against the i think a defense that maybe the market has a little bit overrated in kansas city i i'm going to that game i'm having i'm excited for it so i'm obviously gonna pick that one um, but I, I, I'm just excited for points in that game, and I, I think it's going to be one where, um, you, you know, if you're looking at overs in, in the prop markets, you know, Jefferson, Cousins, Hawkinson, uh, especially in a game where the Vikings are, are supposed to trail, uh, Hawkinson reception over is about as big of a lock as there's ever been in the betting markets.
2: And I can just, just thinking about that game conceptually, with the, the Vikings are going to be blitzing Mahomes. Like, this could be like a big, like an MVS, like three catches for 120 yards, two touchdowns. And I think Rasheed Rice is going to start to separate from Sky Moore as like the second best pass catcher on the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously behind you know, Taylor Swift's boyfriends. Uh, Eric, great job as always on the show. We love having you. We appreciate it. Check Eric out, Sumer Sports, and on the Hammer, and on Twitter, at underscore. Enjoy the games this weekend. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Take care.
2: Our pal Eric Eager joining us here on the show. Coming up next, Loch Ness. Ken Barkley tells you how to bet the Big Ten West in college football.